The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back to Inside the Pinnacle Bank Championship, live from the club at Indian Creek with Anna Bellinghausen. I'm Andrew Rogers, joined by University of Nebraska women's golfer, Megan Whitaker. Megan, thanks for joining us on this episode. Thank you for having me. And a uh, congratulations is in order to you as well. She has swept Nebraska in majors this year. How about that? It, yeah, it's been a fun summer. <laughs> yeah, so take us back through uh, your most recent amateur win last weekend. Yeah, so that was at Wilderness Ridge down in Lincoln, which is actually our home course for college. So um, I definitely wanted to give it the best run I could. Figured, you know, you're going to have to play well because the field was so good. And luckily my putter was hot that week, so I was able to come out ahead. I wish my putter got hot. <laughs> Did my ever, putter you feel bad winning all these? Like, you're just so good. No. No, I don't feel bad. doesn't get old. No. I don't feel bad about kissing trophies. <laughs> Now, Megan, you are a graduate student at Nebraska, but you are also a native of the area in Elkhorn South Grad, as I keep hearing from the left side of this table. <laughs> it's like we put up a wall here and like I'm like the odd man out. But Megan, you grew up in the area. You, you've seen events like this before. What has been your impression of this year's Corn Ferry Tour? Just arriving, you walk up, you see everything so far. Yeah. What did you take all, how'd you take everything in, I should say? I just think it's so awesome that they have it out here. I mean, I just think Omaha supports, like, I mean, this parking lot's full. I mean, everyone just, like, loves watching golf here. So I just think it's so cool, especially for kids. I mean, I remember growing up watching these guys, and it's like, wow, this is so cool. I know my brother... Ever since he was five, it's like, oh, this is what I want to do, just because you get to watch them so much. Yeah, well, this parking lot's actually, I think, for players. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they are bussing in from a different yeah. area. So, uh, and what, four or five buses have been going through so far? Yeah. So, um, people have just kind of been cycling through, and I haven't seen a cold drink Left no, lots of drinks going out of hand. They have the three dollars if someone hits a birdie. It's like three dollar beers for the next twenty minutes. I, I think that's an awesome promotion. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, they posted it on their social media. I was like, that's so cool. It's only like Coors Light, Miller Light, and like a summer shandy, but still. All three great beers. How many do you think you could grab at once? Yeah. Ten? Like, no, you probably only can have one in each hand. No. I, bet, I bet there's a limit. Uh, you go up there, I, there's no way they let you take a 30 of Coors <laughs> back to maybe. whole six and just put it in your own cooler. I guess. Maybe they do, though. Who I knows? Know. Or maybe you just buy it and you have to go to the back of the line. Yeah. I remember that just always keep used, going through. That always used to be a problem whenever promotions were run at minor league sporting events. Yeah. So, like, if it was, like, a bobblehead night, all those fans that didn't show up early, like, people would walk in, get it, and then they'd buy, like, 40 tickets. So then they'd go outside the gate and come back through so and they'd smart. collect all of them and then yeah. just put them on eBay right away. It's smart, but it also made a lot of people mad. Oh, I bet. Uh, but in this case, I don't think anybody's going to be mad because I don't think the Corn Ferry Tour and the Pinnacle Bank Championship <laughs> is running out of beer this weekend. No. Uh, now, 65 players remain. Cut is one under, and that knocked off a lot of big names yesterday. More importantly, a lot of border names. The biggest one, Ryan McCormick. 
He sat just inches away from the top 25 coming into the Pinnacle Bank Championship. All he needed was a two-way tie for 68th to make the top 25, and he finished even yesterday. Just a heartbreaker for him. And then Pearson Cootie, five over. That was my pick to really stand out this weekend. So Pearson Cootie just did not have it. Needed a solo 26. So... Well, Andrew, the kid you out of Texas. I, I did not curse him. You said whoever I pick as my guy like always loses, and then you no, picked him. No, I said whoever pick whoever I pick always wins. No, that's not yes, what I meant, at least. yes. If we if we can date ourselves to June when the College World Series was around, I'll, I'll give you that. You got the old Miss Tim Elko, but. Mississippi. The year before that, I chose Mississippi State. Maybe it's just a baseball thing, but okay, I thought yeah. you know it doesn't what doesn't translate to golf. I'm going to ride my hot hand, and I'm going to pick a player, and he's going to win. And well, in this I've case, rode my it didn't hot work hand. Andrew Kozan, he's still in it. He's Andrew tied for Kozan, eight. he is tied for eighth. He needs to get tied for third. You to, know, uh, he is. Card. He's one of my favorite storylines, just because of the story he became last weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, he was over 150 in the regular season points rankings, and then he wins, and he jumps to 41, and now all he needs is a two-way tie for third to get his card, and he's currently tied for eighth. Yeah. And what five under is that? Is that or six under is eight? I think six under is eight today. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot yep. at. Uh, tied for eight that I really like. TJ Vogel's another one. He's currently six under. He needs a solo 14th. Will Gordon, one of my favorites. He rocks the mustache here. Uh, See, that's what I am. I'm a mustache guy. Yeah, I think you're just like rooting for the mustaches. Because I can't ever rock one. I don't think I could ever grow one. Um, Just jealous. I am. I am. I I really am. It's like just a bunch of dead grass on my upper lip. Uh, But he needs a three-way tie for third to get his PGA card. I watched him on 17 Yesterday, he hit the green, and then I think he three-putted. No, he did he two-putt? It was one of the two. I think he bogeyed. I think he, uh, which would have been an, a three-putt, right? Yeah. Megan, thank yes. you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why Not Megan's here. Megan's here to help me <laughs> yeah. figure out and navigate through the course. Uh, no, but I think he three-putted, and he went to 18, and I could just tell that he didn't look comfortable and I think he teed off third and when he struck his ball I'm like wow that sounded good and then I saw him slam down his driver and I'm like Ooh. no because <laughs> you know you're standing right by the tee box and on 18 they're driving over hills yeah. to get to these chalets behind us and I'm like that sounds good so yeah. it's probably really good and then I see like the flag lady in the back like waving uh. it left I'm like no he slams down the driver but his approach shot was awesome so he was behind a tree and I think he just took out his seven iron or something, and he just kind of poked it. And I thought he was going to whack the trunk of the tree. But he ended up keeping his club safe, and the ball just rolled all the way up right to the edge of the green. And then, I I don't know if it was a par out. I think he parred that hole. But a great way to finish after bogeying, after hitting the green on 17. Which right. is which is a huge like m- mental miss for him. I, yeah, I can't imagine. A, a guy that was just killing it all day yesterday. Megan, you've played this course. How do you feel it out? What do you see when you're out there? Because you've played actually what the Corn Ferry plays on those 18 holes. Yeah. From your perspective, what have you seen? I think it's a really good course. I think the greens are kind of tough. Um, I don't think you see as much slope as there is. So I know I've I've learned how to putt out here, but it takes, I mean, I've played here for like 10 years now. Mm-hmm. So for these guys, it'd be hard, I think, to learn the greens quickly. Right. But and when they're coming in, like, yeah. never playing this course, no. never even being in Omaha or Nebraska, probably. No. Yeah, uh, they're on the road all year. Right. And then they have to come here. It's like, that's a, it's a tough challenge, what, I'm sure. What pointers would you give to somebody coming and playing for the first time? 
Um, I definitely think their course caddies here help. Uh, I don't know how many of these guys have their own caddies, though, so I don't know. I think um, the biggest thing out here is you have to stay in the fairway because the rough out here is just so brutal. I mean, it's just so it's thick. Rough. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's rough. Now, this is going to be an unfair question, but I was just thinking about this as you were asking her because she's obviously played this course. But if you say, – say you were playing this exact 18. You had to shoot from the tee boxes that oh, wow. these guys shoot yeah. from. What do you think your score would be after just a round? I don't even know. I, I can honestly say I've never played that far back because right. these guys are playing it super long. <laughs> they play so far back. I don't, I don't even know. The tee box on 18, and I know I keep bringing up 18, but it's because I don't really like to walk very far, so I always just walk to 18. <laughs> like the 17 area and then I just walk back uh, but the tee box is over there for like the average golfer mm-hmm. so if you're playing from the white to the blues on a normal day are like I don't know 25 or 30 yards ahead of where they're teeing off and I'm like what is going on it may even be they may even be further back than that yeah there's that's, no there's no way no no that's the thing I don't even know and it's so it's so long, and then if the wind blows out here, it'd be it'd be a tough it'd be a tough test. These guys are huge, though. They can just muscle the ball wherever they want it to go. And another part about this game, it's obviously so mental. It was funny we had Jay Moore on two days ago, and he was like, "Sometimes the less you try, the better you do." Yeah. What's your take on a mentality coming into a, such a high pressure tournament like this? Yeah, I think you you kind of have to have his mentality. Like you have to almost not care. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you care too much and you really want it, that's typically when it gets worse. Right. So it's a hard balance because this is their life on the line, but you have to just trust. Like, you can't you can't try harder. It's not like football or basketball where you can, like, put in more effort. You have to right. actually have to try less. That's exactly less. what he said. He's yeah. like, it's not like football or anything else I played where you work so hard, you get better every time. But he's like, every time I play golf and just care less, I do better. And it's yeah. weird. He's like, golf's a silly game. He kept saying that over and over. I think that's just so true. What do you think about, or do you think about anything when you're starting a tournament? You're teeing off for the first time. What like do you try to go blank, or what's your what's your thoughts? I try to just tell myself like whatever's meant to be is meant to be, and that way I don't put too much pressure on myself. Um, and I try to focus on what I can control. I think that's the biggest thing. Like okay, I can control every swing, making sure I'm set up correctly, making sure I lined up, make sure I practice every day. You know, do everything right so you have the best chance. But then when it comes time, you just have to. All right, whatever's meant to happen is meant to happen. Put in your best effort and kind of see what score you get. Right. I'm sure it comes down to confidence too yeah. coming in. And if because golf is such a, a mental game, I mean, you can really beat yourself up at any given time and then that will just tank your round. Yes. So um, I, I've seen it this weekend, but I've never had to play competitively to uh, overcome that feat. So what, what would you recommend to some of these guys out here that may be – Slamming their clubs down at different points or, you know, just really showing uh, signs of frustration out there. I think you have to remember on this course that you can still score. So even if you make a bogey, they have a couple par fives that these guys can get. And I mean, like you said, they all hit it so far that, I mean, any of these holes, they can birdie if they put themselves in position because they're just that good. So I think you just have to take it one shot at a time and not let one bad hole kill you. Now tell me your favorite story from coming to this as a fan. So, because a lot of a lot of people don't get to experience it from our eyes as media members. So, when you're coming as a fan, what should people be paying attention for, and uh, maybe trying to make the most out of this uh, opportunity? I think it's just so cool. You you see so many guys that come from here and go straight on tour and they make it. I mean, I remember. 
I mean, watching Bubba, Bubba Watson, um, Song J.M. was here, I think, two years ago. My brother was a standing bear for him. And I, I went out and watched that day, and they just hit, like, every fairway in green. And it's just so cool. And then they end up going and finishing top ten at the Masters this next year. I mean, it's like they're it's just they're right there. And, and that must just be such a cool moment to sit at home on TV because I, not a lot of us will ever get to go to Augusta. I hope one of us does at this table. I hope it's me. I'm not trying to be selfish, but I hope it's me. And uh, I just always am in awe of watching these guys like in person. So when I was back in St. Louis and I got to attend the PGA Championship at Bell Reeve in 2018, I get to watch everybody do their thing. Like Brooks Kepka ended up winning back-to-back years. Well, now I get to see all of these guys on TV every week, and I think that's the coolest part, too. But I think it's even one step further in, in the coolness scale that you get to watch guys that are working so hard to get to the tour, yeah. and then when you see them eclipse to those things, those championships, that, is, that has to just be something that, mm-hmm. I, I mean, is a, just ingrained in your memory for life. Yeah, and it's just so cool that this is like the finale because it's, I mean, it's like right now or tomorrow. I mean, they're going to go out and 25 of them are going to be on tour every single week. And so you'll see them every single week, which is just so cool. Yeah. Well, Megan, thanks so much for joining the show. We appreciate your time today. Yeah, are you so sticking much. around or are you, or are you just heading right back home? No, I think I'm going to watch some golf a little bit. I love bit. that. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. might as well stick around while you're here. <laughs> yes. Megan, good luck the rest of your way and especially uh, in, in the rest of your collegiate career as well. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for having me. That is Megan Whitaker of the University of Nebraska. Joining us next will be Kevin Price. Kevin Price, you have a crazy title. Can we have him step in? Come on, Kevin. Bring yourself in here. Megan, we'll have you stand up here. Thanks so much. Thanks, Megan. Yes, thank you. Kevin is, I'm just going to tell the people at home, he is the savant of the Corn Ferry Tour. He is the guru of the PGA Tour. He is the person every media member aspires to be because this guy has stories. He could write a book. You could write a book, Kevin, for uh, all the stories that uh, you have probably compiled in your brain. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Thank you for having me, first of all. Wow, what a intro. That's quite the... <laughs> I, I'm like, Gassing them up. Wow, that's so... I, I'm not it's worthy diesel fuel, like at that. that generator up the hill. Oh huh? my gosh. But I mean, here, being in Omaha for this tournament, I call I call it the greatest week in sports, the regular season finale on the Corn Ferry Tour, and I've been saying that for probably almost a decade, just with this week and what the dreams are going to be like tomorrow afternoon, Sunday on the 18th green here, the 25 PGA Tour cards are going to be awarded and just so much on the line and for those guys who get their cards it's like reaching their lifelong dream like everything they've worked toward their whole life as a player as a golfer as a junior amateur golfer at all kind of crystallizes here at the corn Ferry tour regular season finale and it's just so exciting and being here it's just such a fresh vibe and such a happy vibe for those guys people of family and friends flying in from all over the country for this weekend descending upon this, the Pinnacle Bank Championship. It's amazing. You look like a kid on Christmas right now <laughs> as he talks about this. Oh, Just a big smile. You walk downstairs and he saw gifts under the tree. That's you. That's how I feel. I feel like it's Christmas Eve right now. <laughs> like the feelings from being a kid are like this tournament this weekend. It's the best. You as can a follow. Fan, it's so of lucky course. to be able to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry to interrupt you no, there, but you can follow Kevin Price at PGA Tour. Kevin, he's been posting updates all throughout the tournament so far here at the Pinnacle Bank Championship. We are live from the club at Indian Creek. This is Heard at Sports inside the Pinnacle Bank Championship, the premier podcast and social media sponsor of the Pinnacle Bank Championship. And Kevin, I'm so happy you took the time to join us today because of 
everything that has kind of come now that it's Saturday. We've seen guys that missed the cut. We've seen guys that made the cut. We've seen some amazing stories, and, we, and we've heard from a lot of these guys throughout the week. But based on where I'm going to throw some names out at you, because these are guys that missed the cut, Tyson Alexander, Kevin Yu, and uh, Anders Albertson. Based on where they sit, do you think they're safe? Because they were in the top 25, but do you think they are secure at this point, or do you think they may be sweating a little bit the next two days? So I'd say Alexander, safe. I'd say Kevin Yu, safe. If it's not 100%, it's at that like 99.99% where the certain guys who need to finish in like a three-way T5 and at the certain order of players in the top eight would finish, which would be a, you know, might as well go to the gas station and get a mega millions ticket and win it not once but like five times in a row so like this they're safe harry hall at 16 we haven't declared him tour bound yet either he's also safe but then when you get down into the albertson range is where not safe at all albertson is definitely not safe he's definitely sweating it out over the weekend he's been projected 26 at one point he's been projected 25th he's kind of alternated between that line and he seemed in a good mood last night patton media members on the back and hanging out after this round. So it'll be interesting to see how he waits this weekend and that ceremony. Cause we always hope everyone stays for the ceremony, but a guy like that, he might, it just might be too hard to stick around and not know if you're going to make it or not. It could be kind of torturous. A lot like the Taylor Montgomery story last yeah. year. And he left and I don't blame him for leaving. Like right. he didn't stay around, went back home. He's like, I, I can't handle this. I, I just can't handle watching this and he and he ended up ma- making it this year he's tour bound and he gets to take we'll have more on this week. that story yeah. later on in this episode it's tough and there's so much pressure in this tournament kevin and thanks again for joining us yeah <laughs> what makes the line cut like from good to great here in omaha at this finale like what really separates those guys because it can't be too much it's really not that much and i was talking with philip knowles the first round leader about this he shot 65 on Thursday, and he's 87th on the points list, so he needs a big week to break in. And it could be as simple as getting the right yardage into a hole. It could be as simple as a 10-footer that hits the lip and drops in. These guys are all so good, and the guys who are in good form this week, they're all prepared. They all set their game plan in terms of sometimes guys can say that more than it actually is, but they have game plans and they have processes that they go through, which can seem cliche. And, I, you know, when players say that to me, I always want more but like it's does not come down to much at all it's just making a better swing not fatting a shot here and there because they're gonna hit bad shots they're human golf's a crazy game and that's what's beautiful about it but it's gonna come down to really at the end like who can manage their emotions and from my experience it's who can understand your adrenaline the right way like if your adrenaline's gonna give you five more yards, what's that going to do, or ten more yards, and being in those situations over the time, because coming down the stretch with a chance to get your PGA Tour card is equivalent to coming down the stretch for a chance to win as far as their adrenaline is, and sometimes that might be guys that, like, earlier in the day, it might be guys later in the day, but normally that really only happens down the stretch, but that'll happen all day tomorrow at various junctures, which is amazing. I've never really thought about that. I love that. Understand your adrenaline. I love that saying. Because it, I think we're well, going to use that from forever now on. Well, it makes sense because it, say you drive, say your normal drives, I don't know, 300 yards. I, it's not for these guys, but just say it is. And then you can drive at 305, but maybe you can drive at 305 and now use your, you know, five iron instead of using your, you know, hybrid. And maybe they're better with the five iron. I've never thought of it that way. That's why I've been doing golf wrong all these years. <laughs> yeah. That has to be the secret. I have. Oh that's it. Now, so no, and that took me years to like, 
being out here to kind of realize and create the attitude in my mind that that's kind of part of what it is, is understanding yeah. the adrenaline. Because they're all so good. Like the top thousand players in the world are separated by such a fine line. Because you can only get so good at golf. It's a game of imperfect, which is, unless you're Tiger Woods. He's the <laughs> once, in, once in a He's lifetime anomaly. Yeah. And other than that, you see guys like Rory going through struggles and Spieth yeah. went, yeah. you know, didn't win. So it's like, even with all the talent in the world, it, it's a fickle game. And it, they say that, like, kind of success is borrowed. Like, it's not, right. you, don't, you don't just have it every day just showing up. And you never know when it's going to go away. So it's pretty cool. Not only is it fickle, it's fun. It's incredibly fun. One of these guys seems to be having a lot of fun on the golf course this this week. He even rocks a hat that says, Mr. No, not Mr., (laughs) but have more fun. He literally rocks that hat. Kevin, tell us a little bit about uh, Kevin Roy's play and what you've liked from him so far. Oh, and I'm, I got to preface it. I'm biased. I'm from, I went to Syracuse. He's <laughs> okay. from Syracuse. So That's okay. It, and his name's Kevin, too. So it's all <laughs> good. But it's cool. His um, wife, Annie, she's like a reporter, team reporter for the Reds. So she's in media, too, which is cool. And her, his sister, Lauren, came in and a couple other friends. And I think his parents are coming in for the weekend. And it's cool because he's a 10-year pro. He's 32, and he had struggles starting... The year he was like 88th on the points list, uh, but like midway through the season, I think it was going into the, or after the Simmons Bank Open in Nashville in May, and he got that hat on Instagram mm-hmm. for 80 bucks. Kind Which of is insane. I don't think I'd ever drop that much on a hat. It might be the best date at me either. Right. Totally. I, I like to get any hat, free hat that I can find <laughs> along the way, but he's, it might be the best 80 bucks he ever spent. He had a runner up in Wichita. He's made nine of his last 10 cuts, and now he enters the week at 22 on the points list, and he said it yesterday is. it was that the most... That hat's just a write-off now. <laughs> he said it was the most nervous, most stressed he's ever felt on the golf course. Grinded out that two under yesterday, and he's, you know, entered the week 22nd, but projected 24th, 23rd. So if people pass him, he could easily get bumped. It's, it's kind of crazy. There's so many kind of scenarios that could come and play, but he's right there. He's right there. Now, Trevor Cohn is also in a good spot, projected to finish 23rd. Um, he's... He, Came in 21, right? He came in 20th, yeah. 20th, okay. Mm -hmm. So based on how his play has been going so far over the first two days, what do you think he needs to do now to really secure that spot? So he's close. He's a guy who, now that he has points going in to the weekend, he doesn't need to do too much. It would take, if certain guys don't play well, he won't need to do much at all. He'll be able to cruise. But if certain guys play well, like if someone from outside the top 25 comes in to win and... Ben Taylor plays well, Michael Kim, Vincent Norman, Kevin Roy, all those guys right under him, and they bump him, and then certain guys win and finish solo second. Then he starts sweating it out a little bit more. But it's fascinating. Like It's so hard to say because it's so reliant on what the other guys do around him, where he could need like a 20th to make it, but he also might be able to make it with like a 60th. It's, cra- it's crazy, and that's part of why there's so many scenarios. Like People will text me asking a about what scenarios are for their family and friends. I'm like, I can't really tell you because <laughs> Here's there's, a million. So, exactly, <laughs> there's so many different permutations with like 65 guys who make the cut. And, and this week, exactly 65. It came down to that exact number, which is crazy. And then all the ways people could finish and the point allocations. So it's that like algebra, GIF, the mind scrambling. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's fun. It's the best. As you can tell, I'm, you know, pulsating. Just you're ready. You're ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go. Compared to the other events that you've seen on the Corn Ferry Tour, how does Omaha and Indian Creek stack up to the ones that you've seen previously? How the, good is this course? The players love this course for sure. It's, it's And I'm not just saying that. They, I know, they, they really do. Like, they call it 
a top three course out here. 7,700 yards, so it's all the length. Michael Kim was actually saying earlier this week, he looked at the scorecard Thursday morning, and he's like, wow, like, I didn't realize it was that long. you got to hit a lot of drivers off the tee. The greens are firm, and when the wind's picking up, I mean, the cut line being even par, like you see, you're being one under. You see a lot of cut, and almost going to even par. You get a lot of cut lines out here, six, seven under, five, six, seven under. Incredible. So for here being one under, the course stacks up very yeah. well, and it's a good test, which is befitting of Right, it's tournament. a finale. Mm-hmm, exactly. It fits the vibe of the week. Totally. Of course it does. Championship golf. Now, we haven't talked about this too much on the episode, so I do want to get into this now. One of my favorite storylines heading into this weekend is two guys at the top of the list right now, Nelson Ledesma and Andrew Yoon. They are both tied for first. There's another name mixed in there, Taylor Montgomery. He's a more probably familiar name to folks at home. But these two guys have a very crucial next two days because they have to win to make it into the top 25. Just talk about pressure when it comes for those two now and what they have to focus. And obviously the focus when you come to tournaments is to win, but and to not have any safety net, that is, that's pretty not only exciting, but it can also be a curse. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like you know what you need. You have that scenario defined. Like outside the top 50, guys need to win. There's not a solo second scenario. Like a guy, Kevin Doherty, he needs a win or maybe a solo second. But a guy like Ledesma or Yoon, they need to win to get in the 25, and they've both been on the PGA Tour before. They both, um, you know, have solid games, kind of well-rounded games. They've um, Ledesma's won on the Corn Ferry Tour. Yoon has yet to win on the Corn Ferry Tour, but he's um, had plenty of success out here for a couple of years. Went to Stanford, so it's so interesting how like they've been in these spots before on this tour and channeling those nerves and kind of balancing going to win versus trying to not force it too much. And the good news for guys like that, they're both safely in the finals at 56 and 62nd. So there's another three-event opportunity that they'll have to get their card through the final starting next week in Boise if they don't get it done this week. And the last guy, like I said, Taylor Montgomery. He's also eight under, tied for first. We talked about giving you guys at home stories of three golfers on our podcast. We started with Ben Griffin, the obvious story, on Mm -hmm. Thursday. And now I'm going to give a little bit of a story on Taylor Montgomery, also known as no longer the bubble boy, which (laughs) is something that he said, in quote, earlier this season. Now, Taylor Montgomery, a season ago, astonishingly finished one spot out of the top 25 cutoff for tour cards for both the regular season finale and the Corn Ferry Tour Finals which is that's crazy. Cool. Has that happened more than... Not, one, has that, is that the first time that's ever happened, Kevin? I think so. Not in, not in my knowledge has it happened. There's been guys who have come down to the final hole multiple years and such, but to finish 26 twice is crazy on both lists. So he was 24 heading into the Pinnacle Bank Championship last year, but had an opening round of 77 and missed the cut. Now, critics claim what happened next is because he played in the 121st U.S. Open. And here's why. That start at Torrey Pines cost him a Corn Ferry Tour start, which was just another potential chance to break into the top 25. He finished that skipped event tied for 16th the year prior, and all he needed was a modest 38th in order to attain the points that he needed. But no need to harp on that. There's no <laughs> need to harp on that. We're going to move past that because he chased his dream. He really did, and and he chased a dream of a lot of other golfers in the world and even on this tour today. Playing at the U.S. Open was especially meaningful because several times he caddied for his father 
in those qualifiers. And even though his dad didn't make it, this was a chance that he gave his family to live vicariously through him now. And for the haters out there, cut the man some slack, right? First off, he's tied for first right now, so cut the man some slack. But coulda, woulda, shoulda grabbed a PGA card last year. He's grabbing one this year, and that's really all that matters, living in the moment and living for his family at the same time. It's amazing. What a story. That's that's great work, telling Taylor's story. That warms the heart. No, and it's so cool. It's kind of full circle that he hasn't won yet on the Corn Ferry Tour, and he's had such a great season. He's eighth on the points list. He's been close. I remember a couple years ago he was in the fairway on the final hole at the Lecom Suncoast Classic. He hits a five-iron out of bounds, Drops right from there, hits another five iron to two feet, misses by two. But he's had so many of those close calls. And then last year here, missing the cut to fall outside. Then at the Corn Ferry Tour Championship, he's 14th on the finals points list into the week. Inside the cut line on Friday, plays his last six holes and 12 over. Just complete meltdown with a quad, a triple, a couple doubles. And to his credit, he retooled over the offseason, got his irons refitted, worked on his driver a little bit, and came out kind of guns blaze and fire in the season and refresh this week too last week was his sister's wedding so he had an enjoyable <laughs> weekend for there and now he's back and his um he gets to take that victory lap this week and he'll be headed to the pga tour for the first time you could say awesome. his past like was the best thing that happened that ever happened totally. to him i mean the discipline that he learned in mm-hmm. those times of just sorrow um you know like we talked about he had to wait around for a long time to figure out if he was going to be in the ceremony and then all of a sudden you're not in the ceremony twice Mm -hmm. so uh, you learn a lot from those moments and uh, credit to him credit to him he's like i'm never letting that happen to me ever again. oh no totally well we've talked about the leaders of this right now but kevin who do you think could still surprise us and get a card yeah, so there's so many. There, you got Akshay Vadia, who's 20-year-old. He won the first tournament in the Bahamas in January with his girlfriend, Presley Caddying, and he's gone through some back struggles. He doesn't have a top 10 since that win, so he's fallen off from first on the points list after the first week down to 30th now, but he's in the mix. He's three off the lead. He's feeling good. He finished 14th last week in Utah and got plenty of talent, and he was joking yesterday, like, I don't want to see you guys next year. I don't want to see the Corn Ferry Tour staff. I don't want to see you guys next year. So as much as he loves as us. As much yeah. as he enjoys. You know, in theory. In theory you know, right. but, yeah, no, we'll toot our own horn. Exactly. And then um, TJ Vogel, who's 31st on the points list, he's up there in the mix again. He won in Savannah earlier this year, and he's kind of had an uneven season since then. And then you got, to take a, a flyer, I know he's a few off the lead, we'll go David Coker, who's from Maryland. He was outside the top 100 on the points list into the price cutter event last month went made 31 birdies one he's got a good vibe this week his caddy was out watching trevor cone in the afternoon after coker finished in the morning wave yesterday they're good friends and cone said his favorite memory and this is cone who's on the verge of the card and has won this year i asked him his favorite memory of the season he said being there to watch coker win which warmed the heart that was really cool so i think coker he's got a lot of firepower he's won twice on this tour I think he's someone who could kind of shoot from the back of the pack and kind of surprise a lot of people 
on the weekend. That would be my wild card sleeper pick. <laughs> I'm all about wild cards. Okay, yeah, we, we love, we the love underdog, underdog yeah. stories here <laughs> on Inside the Pinnacle Bank Championship. Another two to mention that are at the top of the leaderboard that may not be as familiar names, but Kevin can probably go into more detail as Connor Godsey and Zach Blair. Now, they can't win. They can't win their PGA card, but what they can do is win to make the Corn Ferry Tour Finals. So, uh, there, there's still so much on the line for everybody that is, is above the cut line. That's the beauty of it and Blair he's on a medical from the PGA Tour so he's not playing with quite as much pressure he had a torn labrum that sidelined him for a little bit got back to playing a little bit a few months ago and then he's made all four cuts since coming back kind of on rehab starts on the Corn Ferry Tour actually he does have a tournament winner category so not rehab starts but playing a de facto rehab type of situation and he's so he's freewheeling he doesn't have much to lose he'd love to um I think he's in the Corn Ferry Tour finals on his Category, I'm not positive though. That's a tricky medical one. But either way, yeah, he's he's those not medical quite, exemptions are weird. There's the a lot. Contraceptions, exemptions, all of these exemptions. Like I, we're just like we'll let the PGA figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I try to be on top of it, but there's a lot of ones, certain specific scenarios. I'm not quite sure, but Gatti, ton of pressure on him. He's looking at a trip back to first stage of Q school if he can't get it done this week. So to be in a good spot, one off the lead, it's pretty impressive for sure. And he's bounced between Corn Ferry Tour and Mini Tours and kind of played all over the country in Latin America and chasing his dream. So kind of from a smaller college, kind of underdog, not highly recruited type of guy. So this is a cool stage for him. We'll see what he's got this weekend. Well, there you have it. The storylines going into today and the rest of the weekend. Kevin Price, thanks for joining us, man. I know you're a busy guy, and you probably have to wander and go talk to more golfers Go learn about more golf, Kevin. (laughs) Yeah, you don't (laughs) know enough. Come report back to us. Exactly. (laughs) Come back anytime, man. We loved having you on. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you guys for having me. It was great. All right. For Anna Bellinghausen, Andrew Rogers, our our producer, Sasha Durkin, this has been Inside the Pinnacle Bank Championship.